0: You
1: got it that time? I got it that time. Good. Good. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy, or... Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. It is Saturday, October the 30th, 2021. So tomorrow's Halloween. Woo-hoo. For all you goosting gals.
2: Ghosting <laughs> well,
1: did you know
2: I did not realize how big... Halloween is again. I went to. Um, they have like a little Halloween store next where Target, where Pier One right. closed down. Yeah. Girl, yeah. it was packed with people.
1: They're pop ups, aren't they?
2: Yes, they're pop ups, and then mm-hmm. they had um, Target had their little shells were bare. I mean, you was down to a sheep if you was gonna be anything. <laughs> 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 they had a sheep costume. <laughs> um, I mean, their shells were bare. I'm over there thinking we're going to buy some candy. We had, we went to, we ended up going to the drugstore to get some candy. I, but I just really, yeah. Wow. Um, they, there was no bag. Well, I take that back. There was very few bag candies really? at Target. And so instead of trying to go to Walmart, we just mm-hmm. went to, um, and Danielle said it, let's go to Walgreens. Mm -hmm. excuse me and so they had a few bad candies there so we were able to buy some but i i was we pulled up at target and i looked in that little parking lot was just packed with people people were standing outside trying to get in Mm -hmm.
1: um wow
2: yeah that's what i said too i was like
1: i believe yes well you know people are excited because it's um we're working so hard you know for those people that did take the pandemic seriously (laughs) and they're I think coming out on the other side, they're just wanting to celebrate and just wanting to do stuff. So, so Halloween is going to be very big. Yeah. Um, I think even Thanksgiving, people cooking and stuff, that's going to be very big. And Christmas is going to be very big too. Now, what people will be able to do in that end is going to be very interesting because, you know, all the stuff I'm hearing is stuck on containers out in the Pacific Ocean. Right. <laughs> they, can't, they can't get it in. So,
2: yes, yeah, a shortage of everything. But speaking of COVID, uh-huh. Just a reminder, because the pandemic is not over. It's not over. It's not over, and and you know, as we all know now, the the, the shot is available for children. Um, is it five to eleven?
1: Five to twelve. Mm-hmm. Five to
2: twelve. For children, it has been approved for mm-hmm. children five to twelve to get the COVID shot, if if that if the parent agrees. But as a reminder, seven hundred and forty three thousand four hundred and ten people have died from COVID as of this weekend.
1: Yes. As of this weekend, and that's a lot of Americans that are no longer with us in a very short when you think about it it's a short period of time for that many people to have passed on and I don't know I don't know to be said it has touched so many lives I know it has but yet people are just plowing through like it's not a thing and so I'm just always at odds with like what's going on like when I'm out in a store or whatever and I'm like one of the few people with the mask on because I was like Is it over? Nobody told me. It's like Juneteenth, It's like (laughs) Juneteenth. It does. You're right. I said, and nobody told me because I walk around and mask and then I'll see somebody say, okay, okay, okay. So then I know it's good, but I don't know. It's just very difficult to reconcile sometimes, you know. And I and I get it too, because I too want to wear lipstick. I go, I go and check my lipstick every couple of weeks to make sure it ain't drying out, you know, (laughs) because I I want it to like. I want to wear lipstick again, and I want to you know walk around without a mask. But and I don't know. Anyway, we are you know what? Way off topic. I'm letting my ADD and affect our show today. So this is that is not what we're talking about. Other than the update, Jabisa, what are we talking about today?
2: Well, today we are going to touch upon. We're going to look look at Amanda Gorman. uh, if you don't know who she is, as a reminder, she is a she was a young lady who did the the poem at Biden's inauguration. Beautiful poem. Um, we're going to talk about overdraft fees. I I was reading this really great article, so we're going to talk about that. Um, white privilege. We're going to touch upon that, and then we're going to talk about the good and bad, the little devil and angel that sits on your shoulder when you're like strolling on the internet or on your computer or on your phone. We're going to touch mm-hmm. upon that, and then. You know what else? Whatever else comes to mind as as we continue our conversation. So we're going to jump right in. I'm going to start with Amanda Gorman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm going to start with Amanda Gorman. So I work in the school system. I'm a librarian, and oftentimes, in order to do a lesson, I have to do my research. And we were doing this. Um, I was doing a for the students to get to know who Amanda Gorman was, and and of course, I learned as well. Now, I, I you know I did watch her her um, poem. at at the time she did it um oh
1: gosh inauguration
2: yeah what is it the um the hill we climb thank you Mm -hmm. think of the name of the of the poem and i had the chance to listen to it all week multiple times and each time i listened to that poem it affects me differently i I remember at one point i i was on the verge of tears you know Mm -hmm. it was just it just kind of made me feel something Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the things that I wanted to do with the children, because you could take that poem as a English teacher and just break it down into so many different things. And and so I told the kids, we're not really going to focus on the poem, but I wanted them to know about her. So we did this whole kind of question and answer thing. She's a twin. So she has a twin sister. I thought that was fascinating. She graduated from Harvard, cum laude. Um, She started a nonprofit organization. Her plan and her intention is to run for president of the United States.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: in 2036 that was, I thought that was really yeah. exciting but the thing that I had no clue about her is that she had a speech impediment
0: mm-hmm.
2: and so she really had to work through that um she did a TED talk in 2018 and then in the TED talk she opens up and she says she does poetry workshops and she says one of the things that I do in my poetry workshops what I start off with is I ask the students two questions whose shoulders do you stand on and what do you stand for and that has just resonated with me. and I'm just really trying to think about that. And so, so she says, you know, she says she asked her students that for them to think about that. And then she says, I have this mantra. And so I'm gonna share with you her mantra. She, and her mantra is, um, I'm the daughter of Black women. I'm the daughter of Black writers who are descendants of freedom fighters who broke their chains to change the world. They call me. And she says, I say this every time before I do a speech, To kind of, and her words were, and I quote, to gather myself. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so powerful. So I was telling Tracy, I have really been thinking about, you know, whose shoulders do I stand on? Um, This whole notion of pulling ourselves up by the bootstrap is is a falsehood. No one in America, white people like to think they do, but nobody pulls themselves up by the bootstrap. We Mm -hmm. are either on someone's shoulders or someone is pulling us up.
1: That's right. We're never
2: doing these things on our own. Right. Um, But I was telling Tracy, I was like, you know, but I'm really trying to think of what do I stand for? Tracy Mm -hmm. said, what did you say, Tracy?
1: (laughs) I said, well, I can't tell you what I stand for, but I know what I won't stand for.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, but I'm, you know, so I'm still thinking about that. So my hope Mm -hmm. is the next time that we're on air, um, I will be able to share with you my, 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 my mantra that I will incorporate in my life in some shape, form or fashion, but just something to think about that we each person is the work of somebody else's successes prayers love, mm-hmm. encouragement yes. you know that that yes. whole notion you know little gestures i remember when i was in college and and, and people would be encouraging you know keep at it you know congratulations you're almost there yeah you know, things like that um you know, people give me advice with my kids, sometimes advice you didn't want, but sometimes really good advice. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> sometimes advice that didn't work for me, mm-hmm. uh, but we are never our soul. We are never me. You know, we right. are always part of this larger group of people, but mm-hmm. yes, so that's my goal. I just thought that was so beautiful, but you know, whose shoulders do you stand on and what do you stand you for? Stand so for. that's something to really think about. And I hope as our listeners are listening, that they give that some thought too. And I, and I, you know, I always admire people who have purpose. They know what they're supposed to be doing. They yes. know that this is their purpose in life. I have been running around and I am 50 some odd years old. And for the last 20 some odd years, I've been saying to God, what is my purpose? But, and maybe this is so, my purpose. Me too. And
1: you know what? Me too. I've been saying that too. I said, why am I so I'm getting so much? I'm getting older and I just have no idea what I want to be when I grow up, I just, other than my children, nothing moves me like that. There are things that I'm interested in, you know, I'm really into, you know, you know, politics and make, making sure we keep our voting rights and our liberties and freedoms of the, you know, as Americans. But I said, there's nothing that I have found that has, that where I just jump up in the morning, it's like, ooh, I can't wait to do this. You no, know, I just, it just hasn't hadn't hit me yet so
2: yeah and i'm, I'm waiting and, and i guess the other thing is i was maybe hoping that my per- purpose might be a little bit more profitable <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> me too that's always my hope but now at, at this juncture i just want a purpose i said even if it doesn't even if it doesn't pay in like big financial dividends i just <laughs> want a purpose i
2: was listening to um stevie wonder's song um i think it's as i think that's the yeah, song but
1: was it was it yesterday?
2: I wasn't. Was I, I? wasn't listening to it yesterday, but I listened to it quite often. It's one of my favorite songs. Mine it. too. I was listening to it just yesterday. It's funny that you said that. Oh, but but doesn't he say in there God knew exactly where you? Yes, to be, or he, something about God knew exactly where you needed to be placed.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find the lyrics, but yes.
2: But he says that, and I was like, well, well, if if this is where I'm supposed to be. Yes. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And maybe this is what we're supposed to be doing, Tracy. I don't know.
1: I don't know.
2: I don't and, know. And and as you know, God's a, he's a wonderful God, of course, but that he whole coding is. thing and that parable, yes. you know, I just need you to be a little bit more of a straight shooter. Me too.
1: Me too. If you're not good at that, I'm not picking it. I'm not good at context, please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like I, I gave you the fire. Did you get the hit? No, uh-huh.
2: I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when you're in this bad relationship and all these hints are coming at you, you're just missing it. It's like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. no. so I, don't, I don't know. But so that was my, my Amanda Gorman. I, but I have really been, and not to say that I'm not easily inspired, um, mm-hmm. but she really has left an impression on me. Um, and the idea, and, and, and one of the things I, I said to the students, I said, when you think of a, you know, close your eyes and when you think of a poet, the first poet that comes to mind what does he look like is he old is he white and is he dead yeah. and, and, and most of them said yes although I had one student say um who did he say Langston Hughes he's like the first point comes to my mind is like I thought Langston Hughes I said well good for you okay <laughs> but everybody else was like yeah old white and dead um and and you got this little sketch you said this little skinny black girl
0: mm-hmm. who
2: is out here you know um Introducing this this form of um, writing to a, another generation, so I'm really excited for her about that. I really am. Mm-hmm. I wish her much luck and much success as she continues on in her um, in her, in her
1: endeavors. Yes, because she will in her purpose. She because she is very focused. For you know, she's a young woman very focused, and she will do well. And I plan to cast my vote for her in 2036.
2: Oh yes, I'm very excited about that. Um,
1: Jabisa, I found the lyrics. Which, which I think what you said, but you can bet. This is from "At As," mm-hmm. but you can bet you your lifetimes that and twice it's double that God knew exactly where he wanted you to be placed. Yes. Yes, and, and you have to do it with the, you know, I'm, I just read it out, but if you can just kind of imagine it to the
2: tune. I got it in my head to the tune. Yes. If you haven't listened to Stevie Wonder's Ass, that yes. was the song of Key of, the songs and the key of life. The key of
1: life, uh-huh.
2: One of his best albums yes. out there. Um, you know what, I mean,
1: he was, before his time, like in, in his writing, when you look at his lyrics, because they're all, you know, he was doing back in the 60s and 70s, they're very relevant today. Oh, yeah. So I love it. That's why, it, and they, it puts me just in a, you know, happy place, it's just the the beat is good. So, mm-hmm. I love it. Jimmy said, I was listening to it yesterday, and that's why I was like, oh, my gosh, was I talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> that you should say that, so. Did
2: I hear it yesterday? I may have listened to it. Yes, I did. I was playing it at work. Mm-hmm. nobody's in the library and i i can go and i can play my because um the sister principal came into about this is the place to be i was like you just don't know, just don't know.
1: <laughs> the party is in the library the party yeah. is in the library yeah, but yeah, just that, don't know mm-hmm.
2: that's a really good album so if you haven't heard the sons of key of life by stevie wonder you know go online and look it up and just you know take it in it's it's an incredible incredible album um yes and you know well stevie wonder Stevie, wonder what else can I say?
1: Exactly, enough said. Drop the mic. <laughs> okay. All right, okay.
2: Casey, what's next? Are we doing white privilege or our our, our, our time on social
1: media? Our time on social. Well, I we can talk about this real quick. <laughs> I was saying the evils of the internet. I was um, Javis and I were talking that like the internet is you know it's very it's become very important. I remember when we were young. I think it was just coming about yeah and you know we were always told this is gonna be big and so this time i believed it there was something oh i didn't believe it when they said that about reality tv but i did believe when they said the internet crazy, I did. do uh-huh. you
2: remember when when i was at usc it was called gopher uh-huh and I, the first i remember i went on gopher everything was text-based there were no pictures right and i went online and i remember getting a recipe from like wisconsin uh huh. I printed out the recipe from Wisconsin. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, this recipe came Woo. from Wisconsin. Yes. Woo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, the internet has evolved. It's 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 a it's a life unto it's it's a thing unto itself. Yeah. But as good as it is, because you can get information that in, in my I guess by my definition, the internet to me serves as what encyclopedias of old did now you know depending on the the age of our audience encyclopedias they might not know what those are but you remember a really thick book that you would go to the library and you would you know check them out and you would look whatever your subject was you would get it you know a through d and then e through whatever right and you would look and that's how you would find out information was very time consuming but it out to patients and stuff that we don't have because the internet now it's everything so fast we were losing patience and our attention span is much shorter because you can go from one thing to the next and so Jabisa likened it to like having a you know angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder talking in your ears so the information that the internet provides is good as invaluable however that same said information could be bad too because you know, it's not regulate, or I guess it may be regulated, but it's not regulated to where people can print any; they can put any kind of content out there. Lies, like the election was stolen, that's the biggest one. They just make stuff up, and so that's another bad thing because a lot of people depend on the internet for their information, and they don't verify. They find one site that they like or whatever, and they get all their information from there, and that's not good. You should, as you should get your information from multiple. Um, Choices and another thing is, you know, the different platforms like um, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. It is a black hole of time. It is so time consuming. My, I'm guilty with TikTok and pinterest i go down so many rabbit holes and i swear i used to not be attention deficit but i think (laughs) the internet has caused me to be because my attention is like it's i'm going from one thing to i'm looking at one thing and then i've gone to something else i've gone to something else and then by the time i get not not ever out you never get out of the black hole but um by the time i stop and think i was like i can't remember what i was looking up to begin with but tracy and that's 45 minutes later it is, and that's what, and it and it just go it goes by in a flash, like forty five minutes that I really didn't have to waste on that. Yeah. So internet, and, and then with our devices, our laptops, our we got iPads, our cell phones, cell phones to be. And this is our appendage. You know, we got we got feet, we got legs, we got arms, we got hands, eyes, ears, nose, cell phone. <laughs> I have the biggest anxiety, like what I leave, now Jabisa doesn't suffer from this, but if I leave the house without my cell phone, and once I realize it, I have the worst anxiety until we are reunited. Like if I am halfway <laughs> to work, I will go back home, get my cell phone, and then call work and say, look, I left my cell phone. <laughs> so I'm going to be an hour late because I cannot." Jabisa will head on to work because she can, she can do without it. But I have the worst anxiety and for like, I can understand that for someone like a millennial, you know, or the Gen Xers because they've always had those devices, but I didn't grow up with it. So the fact that it affects me like this is very concerning <laughs> that <laughs> it's like, I grew up in the time when if you weren't home before we even had the answer machine, like if they missed you, they just missed you. And they called you again and, and you answer the phone, Then there was no message or anything. And yeah. so like, how are we living like that? Yeah. or when you were gone and people could leave a message. But again, they had to wait for you to actually get home. And then if you were inclined to listen to your messages, because back then we did it whenever we felt like it. It wasn't the first thing when you walked in the door, we were not running to the answer machine to hit play to see what we missed. We would get around to it eventually, but on the cell phone, like if you, if an email comes in or a text, you've got, you feel like you've got to see it right now. You yeah. got to see it right now. This This anxiety with these devices, I just, I just don't know. It's a slippery slope. It is a
2: slippery slope, it, and I think the other thing, though, is trying to figure out how to manage it. Um, there is a book I, I didn't read it, but there's a book: How to Break Up with Your Cell Phone. Like, really? There is a book. I don't need to, to check that out. With- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I can I can live without my cell phone. Um, my family swears that I never answer
1: it, um, I, and Tracy do.
2: <laughs>
1: you know yeah you're right you may not answer but it'll be with you I may not answer it may not even be with me right Denise um, is like oh I, it's not whatever I said was like, it wasn't with you like if I miss I, it's not on ring like I can't hear it or I miss yeah. it but it's with me so I have it's like my security blanket like it's there even if I'm not paying any attention the fact that it's there so within shot I can rub it I can caress it <laughs> and it's right here but I don't know. It's but it's you know I I don't like it. But I like I'm really gonna have to check that book out. How to break It with your cell phone because I, we need to break up. I mean it's it's an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> like it's an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> like unhealthy relationship very one sided. <laughs> very one sided. This phone don't give a rip about me. I can put it in the on the phone and be like whatever. But if it leaves my side, i was like phone phone. You know?
2: Those are, now I will add that I spent, was it the world? I think it's World of Africa. They have these short dance videos. Mm -hmm. I know I spent 45 minutes looking at World of Africa videos. And it's not like I was trying to learn the moves, Tracy, because there's no way I could do those moves. Mm -mm. No way. So then, and then I had to, and I had to, then I had to stop. I was like, what is my purpose? Why Why? am I I
1: doing it? Yes that's it, me too. And I catch myself, but like, wh- but so too much time has passed. By the time we kind of come to ourselves, like, what the heck am I doing? Thank you. But I, if I could dance like that, that would be really beneficial, but would, there's
2: not a yes. move on the world of Africa videos. I can't move my rump that way. I can't take <laughs> my hips that way. There is nothing but, on those videos that I could humanly do, even if I was younger, it, but yeah. I continue to watch them. And I, then, but why, why?
1: So, I, don't I don't like the TikTok ones. <laughs> yeah. Seven things to look out for in relationships, and I'm just sitting there looking like, why? <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> why?
0: We oh, ain't no. going nowhere. <laughs> like,
1: like the top five reasons to do this or whatever. I was like, and I'm just sitting there like mesmerized, can't look <laughs> away. So, yeah, but I've had to stop that because I would do that, you know, like saturdays and sundays so but now wean myself down to just maybe an hour on sunday just I mean, i'll turn on tiktok and i'll look and then i have to make myself push it away which is i don't know that's like dangling you know for a crackhead that's like dangling a piece of crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> here you go can you just stop after an hour <laughs> i don't know but yeah i'm gonna i'm
2: gonna find the author and title i mean find the author. Please, title, so you can please.
1: check that one out because <laughs> no, no, I, I really do need it we need it <laughs> We really need our, we need some counseling. I just need to sever the relationship all together and just break up.
2: Oh, that was good. I enjoyed that. All right. So on a little bit more of a serious note though.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and I shared this with Tracy um on several occasions when we talked about bank fees. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that has experienced this, but I had to call the bank and it, no fault of my own. Um, we were doing a a bill pay and for whatever reason the company didn't receive the bill. So I called the bank and I had to do a, um, a stop payment. And so the stop payment fee was like $25. I'm like, that's half the cost of the bill. You know, I'm having to pay the stop of payment. That wasn't my fault. And you're charging me $25. I just, I just had the hardest time and I'm going back and forth with the, um, with the customer service representative about that. And then I had another fee from um, the bank where, unbeknownst to me, we had to have a certain minimum amount in the bank. And I, I didn't know that. And so they kept charging me, they would deduct the money and then they would charge me a fee. And so then I added some money and then they would du- deduct the money and they would charge me a fee. So finally I closed it out. Mm-hmm. And then um, I used to do a lot of um, transactions via phone. I would call and speak to the, to the representative and ask them to move you know, money from one account to the other. And I called one day and she said it was gonna cost me $2 for them to do that transaction. I was like, $2? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, can you, can you do it online? And I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm at work, so I cannot. But you didn't charge me $2 two weeks ago. And it's literally a click of a button. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I was just curious uh, about these fees, because I, I've always said this is just this is just easy money for for banks to have. So Vox um, had a really great article that talked about these overdraft fees and these banking fees. The banks, depending now, I, I, I read the article from Vox and there was a couple of a um, couple of other articles that they had. So depending on which article um, you read, but banks make between approximately four to 13 billion dollars in service fees Mm -hmm. four to 13 billion not million billion dollars in service fees and these fees include um, overdraft protection atm fees um, credit fees um, you know fees from credit cards if you're late Um, stop payment, check fees, account maintenance or monthly balance fees, um, check fees and processing fees. Mm -hmm. Um, And in many cases, the fees are higher than the actual transactions. Um, They started the fees were supposed to be like a deterrent for deterrent to keep consumers from overspending. But now they just become a money making gig. Yep. A- easy money it's easy yeah. money. easy money easy money and it seems to have impacted brown and and black people the most no, over 80 like everything over, else yeah over 80 percent of overdraft fees are paid by customers who are living paycheck to paycheck and mostly brown and black people now the thing that I did not know and they called them the term they used was unbanked close to six percent of, of the you close to 6% of households in the United States are unbanked, which means that they have- they don't no have bank a
1: account. banking institution? Really? They don't have
2: any banking account. Wow. And, and years ago, I remember working at McDonald's and there was a gentleman who didn't have a banking account. Now, not, you know, as, I, as I think about it, he had like, he worked multiple jobs. So he had like four or five checks in his pocket. And because he worked so much, he couldn't even get to the bank to cash it. But he didn't have a bank account. Mm. And this assumption that everybody has a bank account isn't true. So one of the reasons that people don't have bank accounts is because you have to have a minimum balance or because the fees are so high. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has been, uh, one in one article, they call it systematic racism because if you don't have a whole bunch of money and you start getting caught up in having to pay these fees, so this, what, what what was a $25 bounce check now becomes $25 because you have to pay for the bounce check. Mm-hmm. Plus the $35 from the fee from the bank. Mm-hmm. Plus right. if you don't cover that check, they ca- they may charge you daily. Plus right. any fees from the institution in which um, the, the check bounced. right You know, so now this check is, your $25 check has become a hundred dollars. You didn't have the $25. So what makes you think you have the hundred dollars?
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: you're you're penalizing people who don't have the money
0: mm-hmm. instead
2: of just not paying it. You know. Right. And so you I would rather go and and they not allow that transaction than to, to call yourself covering it. And then it's three times more than what I was actually paying for. And so the a prime example is this young lady was saying she was using her, her bank card, using her card and didn't realize that she didn't have the funds. In mm-hmm. it, so she's spending like ten dollars at a coffee
1: shop, right? And
2: they're charging her thirty-five dollar fee.
1: Wow! So, so it didn't stop her from.
2: It didn't stop it. The and trans so, really. And so she did this several times. So by the time she got finished, she had five hundred dollars worth of fees wow. to the two hundred dollars worth of purchases. Wow!
1: And,
2: and and if you don't have that kind of money, you don't have that kind of money. So it was a really interesting article. It really mm-hmm. was. Um, things that people can do is that you need to keep up with your, you know, you, you got to keep up with your money, right? You have to keep up with your money. You have mm-hmm. to know when you're banking, what kind of fees they charge. Some mm-hmm. banks will just charge you a one-time fee. Some banks will charge you daily fees. So you, you know, people need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you can do is you can always call the bank and ask them to waive the fees. You can ask, mm-hmm. they, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but you can always ask. The mm-hmm. other thing that's happening is that during the pandemic, some banks stopped charging people those fees. Mm-hmm. Is the reality that people were unemployed, they just couldn't, they couldn't pay it. So some banks did actually stop charging the fees. So there are a number of banks who do not have these insufficient funds and these overdraft fees. So this is just, this isn't the entire list. And many of these banks are online banks, but um, some of them are, well, most of them are actually online banks, but um, Chime, and we see the commercial for Chime all the time. Yeah, I do. They don't charge any um, overdraft over fees or anything like, like that. Mm-hmm. Ally Bank mm-hmm. is another one. North One, which I had never heard of, um, is a banking app, but supposedly they don't, char- well, not supposedly, they don't charge me fees. Um, Alliant Credit Union doesn't charge any fees. Um, there's another bank called Aspirations um, doesn't charge any fees that's online. And then Capital One and Discover, which I had only assumed were credit cards are also online banks. Um, yes. well, Capital One is, is a brick and mortar. So there are some brick and mortar Capital Ones. but I didn't realize that Capital One and Discover had moved in, into the banking industry as well. Yeah. So if you are starting to look for banks, if you if you're looking at your statements and realizing that you're being charged too much or you're being charged, mm-hmm. take your money and move it elsewhere. Shop
1: around. That's right.
2: Shop around. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you you know, we have to be advocates for ourselves because the bank doesn't exactly. really care.
1: They're not looking out for you, definitely not. If they're making billions of dollars in fees, their main goal is not to help you save money on same those same set fees.
2: That's exactly. But I just thought that was a great article. It you made me kind of start thinking, and, and I, I, you know, now that I knew that that was going on with my bank, and I have called and asked for for waivers. I really have. I have no mm-hmm. problem. with that I need to do that about something else. But I have mm-hmm. called and asked to, to get because you know, thirty dollars here and thirty dollars there and 33 $30 dollars is a
1: hundred. It adds up. That's it right. Ad, it mm-hmm. adds up.
2: So mm-hmm. for them to be able to make that much money off of fees alone, when they don't have to put any work into it, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're literally just giving them money. So if yes. you're listening check out your bank, check out, shop around, you know, mm-hmm. shop around. I think we, we have a tendency to be comfortable. And so yeah. we don't shop around, but shop around and do what's going to be most beneficial for you. And you don't have to commit all your funds to one bank. So if you want to shop around and maybe have a bank primarily for savings, the one that you can't touch mm-hmm. <laughs> and other <laughs> banks. You know, that's the one that's far, far away that I got to really work at to get the money and another bank, yes. bank you know, we can have easy access to, but please do yeah. shop around. But I just want to share that information so that we can be good consumers and good
1: stewards of our, of money. our money and that's not let it be taken from us. Um, that's very good. That's very helpful. I want to add to some other fees that I am opposed to. I don't like to pay shipping fees, <laughs> late fees. And I don't like to pay for parking, shipping <laughs> fees and late fees. I'm definitely with with you. Parking too, you know. It's it's. I don't understand.
2: And in South Carolina, I don't know if you remember Tracy. They took all the parking meters off of Main Street at one uh-huh. time. Yep. And then they turned back around and they put all the parking meters back.
1: back. Yes. And because it Tracy- was revenue. I don't know what deed that they were trying to do, but the, the revenue. It's a lot of money.
2: But the thing about parking is that then they limit you. It's like, not only do I have to pay to park, but I can only park for so long.
1: Uh-huh. That's the
2: part that really gets me. It's like, okay, I'm willing to pay to park all day if I'm going to pay, but you tell me that I can right. only park for two hours. All right. Yeah, so I so I totally agree with you. You and my mom are the same way about the shipping fees. My
1: mom uh-uh. is... I will that's not to shipping. I don't pay shipping fees. I will buy enough to get free shipping, even if I have to return what I didn't really want, because I will not pay shipping. It doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah. so guard,
2: keep be good stewards of your money. And i learned from Tracy, which never occurred to me to buy something that I that I would return for shipping. I wouldn't, I didn't think about that. that's a that's a smart move.
1: that did that's an i said, oh, I'm just kidding. because it's free returns. If that's what
2: I'm saying, it's just so
1: crazy to me. It's free returns, but you pay for shipping unless you like you buy so much so much mon- so much merchandise, you get free shipping. So I'll just get something if I'm just over, you know, if I'm just under where they're charging okay. me shipping. I said, let me find something else I really don't want. And when I get it, and then they'll give you free returns. Now until they figure the system out, you know, that that'll probably, I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be able to get away with that. <laughs> but right now it works for me. I
2: have to remember that. <laughs> I do have to remember that. All right, moving on, moving on. We were talking about um, white privilege.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: what we were discussed is that uh, white privilege is not always money. Mm-mm. I don't think white people realize that. Do you think they realize that?
1: Nope, I don't think they, I think when we say white privilege, privilege they think that we're thinking that you know that of their wealth like the fact they have more money but white privilege is just a thing because I remember telling my one of my co-workers I was like you were really not utilizing your privilege (laughs) (laughs) and he looked at me because they don't like to think that they have it one because you know they feel bad that I don't I reckon I don't know but you know I was like you know if if your privilege can help me then by, by all means you use it if it's going to help me anyway like i I'm okay being a secondary recipient of your privilege like it doesn't have to be mine but if it's going to help help me but I was like you just y'all just not taking advantage of this privilege I would be I would be crazy with power if I had it
2: well I what, what came out of conversation in our in our home my brother works with a um, young college students and so someone said because I think Privilege is often associated with money, and and the notion, you know, white people. Some white people will say, you know, I had to work, you know, I had to work for my my money. I had to work, you know, you know, we were not rich, we were poor as well. And I, and that may be the case, mm-hmm. but your whiteness still, granted, you benefits. A prime example. That's right. A prime example. I was talking to my coworker, who's a white male, and we were talking about. Um, he was saying that he's never gotten a ticket for speeding because he was never doing anything um, dangerous. Like he wasn't riding anybody or, you know, he wasn't weaving through in and out in traffic. So, cause I'm thinking speeding is like a law that you're not supposed to break, but according to him, you could still speed as long as you were not um, doing those other things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I thought, well, that was interesting. Cause I, I, every time I was speeding, I got a ticket. And I wasn't riding somebody's tail.
1: You weren't posing a threat to anybody. I wasn't
2: weaving Mm -hmm. in and out of traffic. I was driving over the speed limit. And sometimes it was a rental car. And I didn't know because it was such a smooth ride. And my car did not ride like that, that Mm -hmm. I had no clue that I was speeding. But, you know, I was putting my signal on when I went into the lane to turn. You know, I wasn't doing anything like that. And so it was so interesting. So when he said that, and I did, I said, well, that's funny because I've gotten the ticket all the time he didn't say anything else it was really now that I think about it he just stopped talking because I think he must have realized
1: yep he did I told you Bisa that I said he thought I think even if it was just for a little bit a light went off in his head saying that oh that's probably not gonna work for her so he shut up
2: and and that's the privilege that he has of being white is that he can simply drive and not get a ticket for speeding whereas I drive and I get a ticket for speeding. So it's not right. always money related. It's,
1: it's not, it's, like, it's opportunities. People it's that will give you a break on something like you won't have to pay for something. It's it's it's, oppor- it's opportunities or something that you get just because you're right. Like I look, I look out for him. Cause you know, he's one of my kind or whatever. And something that people of color would not have get the same benefit of even like <laughs> the benefit of the doubt going in the store, like, you know, uh, most like people can go in and shop and you know, unabashed. Like people don't come, can I help you? Can I help you find something? Just to let us know that they're looking at us.
2: <laughs> right. And, and it's, it's simple mm-hmm. things like that. It is very yeah. simple things That's like nice. that. You know, there's, mm-hmm. the, this, there's this notion that, you know, this, they, 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 they want to tie it to money, particularly if they don't, if they came up maybe a little poor or maybe middle class. Mm-hmm. They want to try to tie it to money as if that, that whiteness did not benefit them. But white privilege is not simply money, but it is very much skin. And it's simple things like walking into the bank. My, well, I can't say who it was, but I was talking to a white woman <laughs> and she was saying, you know, anybody can go in and get a loan. And I said, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> who told you that? <laughs> but it was so funny. We were talking. And she yeah. said that, she said, anybody can go into a bank and get
1: a loan. Oh, no, honey, and I looked no. at her, I was like, no. No, that is, oh my gosh, no, no, no. And it's much, you know what, sometimes it just, it just blows my mind at the stuff that they take so for granted, like, because, and I know that she really believed that. She like, did. She really that. And it's so funny that their realities and our realities are so different. I mean, it's amazing different. it's amazing she said that with a straight face too didn't she
2: she sure did and i looked at it, i was like no <laughs> no people who can't get a loan and they got you know they got the things that they need mm-hmm. and they're still are they're still having difficulty getting loans i mean and i think the other thing is that it's so well documented how yes. how blacks are either offered higher interest rates or have yep. to go through more hoops
0: right. um,
2: than somebody else um you know, so, but she said it so sincerely.
1: Because and she sincerely I, believes it.
2: She sincerely believes that, but that, that privilege is not just money. And I think it's important that they recognize that because if you recognize your privilege, then you also recognize the fact that not everybody has that privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's other things There was, um, I don't know if you ever watched the uh, Robert Gates show where he goes to the family history.
1: I've seen a couple of episodes. I don't and, watch it often, but I know what you're talking about.
2: And so I can't remember the particular actress that they had got, they had spoken to, but it turns out, unbeknownst to her, that one of her family members was a slave owner. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she he of course shares this with her. She's surprised, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. continue on with her family history. And so they they they're able to trace her family history back to like the 1500s. Wow! And so as she's taking one all this in and one of the things that she says is that those slaves and descendants of slaves will not be able to trace their family history
1: no that's that's true
2: and and i that and that's the first thing i thought too when he said Mm -hmm. you know we can trace your family history back to 1533 and i thought wow that's really great for you, but for yes. all the, the black people who, who can't go
1: right but so, we can't, far. so far back. We, we can't do that. Right we can't
2: do that. You know, and it it because for those who did keep meticulous records, they kept records um basically property records. So it was the mm-hmm. number of of slaves they had based on gender and the the maybe the dollar amount, but nothing personal about them, no, no list of um family ties or what have right. you. So you know, so we can only go back so far, mm-hmm. um, and that's part of that white privilege, you know, because it you're is. white, and they kept these records and they kept these birth records, and right. you can you can go back to Scotland in 1533, yeah, and and know that this is you know where your family started and how they made right. this their way here to the United States. So, right. so yeah, and that privilege that. runs long and deep.
1: It does, Jabez. And funny as you say that, because my aunt. Um, you know, they, they, when black people were born back in the day and they, the nurses, whoever was recording the data, you know, they had my aunt's birthday wrong, her date of birth in the year. So she was like three years older than she thought because it was written down wrong. But my grandmother, you know, who knew what day it was when she gave birth, um, but they didn't, didn't think enough of the black children being born to accurately document they the date did. that and, she was born, and, and it, so it, the records that we do have a, are not may not be all that accurate because they weren't like meticulous, like you know, baby Jones born, whatever, 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 just writing it down and getting it all out the way. Well, and
2: it probably wasn't even a nurse; it was most most likely a midwife. Um, mm-hmm. Names have been wrong. My mom yes. found out. And my uncle was good and I mean he was like well over 50. And they discovered the name on his birth certificate was different than the name that they that they thought he had. Really? So all his life he was going by one name and they pulled out his birth certificate. It was a totally different name. So, you know, you had that, you had that, you're exactly right. People they didn't care, you know, they got that information down and kept it rolling.
1: And kept it moving.
2: Yeah. So um, you know,
1: that's my issue too, you know, with those. Me, 23 and me like those uh, where you can get your family histories, they advertise them on television. And they say that, I feel like I've been walking in his or her shoes and stuff. And they do have a Black person as an example of doing, uh, you know, of that. Mm-hmm. I I don't care for those because my sister did one with the church. She was um, in and they had this guy came, this marketing guy that was trying to make money. But mm-hmm. she, she, you know, wanted to do it. But and I I told her. I said, I don't She did our line. She said her saliva, whatever, could do. You know, good our family line to where we were from in Africa.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I was like, but how do they know? I said nobody was keeping records. I said they were stealing people. I don't think they were saying that. You know, we got this step from Ghana. This that. Like, how do you know that that's true? I said they just. To me, it's easy for the twenty-three me, twenty-three and me, and the other you know um, kids where you can trace yes, your ancestry yeah. can make it up. But, you know, it's only, a, you know, a couple of places you just name a country in Africa and say, yeah, that's where y'all from. How do you know that that's true? So I don't trust them. So I, I, I'm i never gonna do like trace my family roots to see where we're from in Africa, because I don't know that anybody, if they didn't care enough to keep the records back then, like, how do you know now that the answers that you're getting are accurate? Like how, how do we know that we from Ghana?
2: I think I think it's I think they're using the reason they do the salavas, it's something to do with genetics, and I want to say that they look at the people who are currently there and see if that those traits are in us now. But let mm-hmm. me ask you this: When your sister did a family history, how much Native American did you guys have,
1: if any? It was if we had any, it was just a Scotch. It yeah, was. I don't. My, mean, I don't remember her saying it. Uh, saying you that. You know,
2: it. and all black people say that there's Native Americans in their family, and when, so when mm-hmm. my mom did hers there was -hmm. none really Uh, yeah
1: yeah and and my mom
2: was surprised so she shared that with my aunt and my aunt just Mm -hmm. didn't believe it because she's like no they said such and such was Native American I was
1: like no my my great-grandmother Pearl was Indian they tell me I don't Pearl was probably light-skinned black lady (laughs) they said she was Indian all of us did I got Indian in my family you know Uh,
2: at every Black family reunion, everyone talks about the Native American and Indian they have. in the, But this is the thing that you never hear, Tracy. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But, you know, the, the, the many shows that I've watched or the shows that I've watched where they show Native Americans never do. I hear them say, we have Black in our family. They never do. And you won't hear that. You know, now they, they may try to pass as Mexicans. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but I have yet to hear you know, Native Americans kind of, mm-hmm. say we have black in our family. You know, nope. whatever story they're doing, you know, I've just never heard of that. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, every every black family at a family reunion is talking about great grandma Rose was yeah. Native American. She had Cherokee cheeks and Cherokee. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know.
1: I know. I say, yeah, no. But when you no, do you that, you know, there, there are black people that have high cheekbones too. You know, so. but, <laughs> but part of that is
2: our knowledge of of the continent of africa is so small that we don't realize that the the looks of Africa of the looks of africans vary
1: that's correct our
2: notion of what is african is kind of um limited we just have this kind of one view where Mm -hmm. you know we talk about you know the united states being a a, a mix of people africa Mm -hmm. really has that they they vary in in hue yes and look and in size Mm -hmm. Um, so that whole notion, so I would imagine there there are things that we attribute to being characteristics of Native Americans are clearly also characteristics of Africans from maybe a different part of region of, of that continent. So right. you know that that's part of it. And, and maybe it just seems like okay, we can't be white,
1: but maybe we can be Indian. We can be I, you know what I and I was trying to I was trying to figure out Tessa, why was that so important? Because I remember when, you know who was it one of my aunts or somebody had said it i remember being like oh wow so that to me that was impressive yeah <laughs> but i was like but when you think about it I say well why like why because they were just as oppressed as we were it, yes very much so
2: but it, so, it, it but in in a, in a totem pole of things to be mm-hmm. black is always on the bottom
0: Mm-hmm.
2: it's always on the bottom it's it unfortunately i think you know there's a pride now of being black that wasn't always there or there's a the pride there's a, a pride that's bubbling of mm-hmm. being black that wasn't always there but you know right. it was like you know people would talk about you know the white that they had in their family right um you know people talk right. about the native americans and it's so funny um to look at people who are just as good, good and brown as you, and they want to talk about the Irish in their family. I'm thinking,
1: but it's not doing you any good. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Yep yeah, my my last name prime example ain't doing me a bit of good. <laughs> not one iota.
2: So you know, so I would never run around and complain. You know, talk about the German in my family. Yeah, and, yeah, the, that's been really or the helpful.
1: French, the french the french in your last name yeah the french yeah the french
2: the french that have probably been in, not you know, the white french yeah. that have been in my yeah not a bit of not good not
1: a lick of good
2: not a lick of good i couldn't even put it down on paper and they would talking my well uh, yeah, yeah and really if you look at my dad because my dad is beautiful black um mm-hmm. so there's you know outside of that french name yeah you know, that huh people look at like huh <laughs> And that's it. based on my name. That's how I get looked at too. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> and people have asked me, oh, is your dad? No, my dad is good and black. <laughs> he good and yep. black.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. That so- is too funny.
2: But I'm with you, Tracy. If, if I have a white friend and they have white privilege, I'm going to I'm gonna also take
1: advantage of it. And, yes, don't, so and expect
2: them it. to understand that.
1: Yes. <laughs> you, you use that because it's not like really it's okay. I don't mind that you have it. It's going to help me too. <laughs> so if that helps them, you know, makes them feel better about it, then let's go with that angle. <laughs> if you're, you're suffering from white guilt. Let's use that privilege to let's our just, advantage. To our advantage. You're <laughs> helping me too. So there we go. <laughs> okay, you got it. What's the business be?
2: The business is um, the brunch house. If you are in Augusta, Georgia, uh, we went to Augusta, Georgia and Augusta, Georgia is the home of um, James Brown. They have a James Brown statue. Now, let me say this, Tracy.
1: Uh-huh.
2: You know, the statues in South Carolina are these yeah. big, huge statues on this big yes. castle, you know, and, and I just, was surprised that the James Brown statue was kind of this little statue that was probably about my size. And then it was downtown, of course. And we didn't really take a picture because there were some homeless people. Uh (laughs) Really? Yes, really. Um, but we were downtown Augusta, Georgia, and there is a black owned business called the brunch house. And so we dined at the brunch house. They were quite popular. We did not anticipate that. So we had to wait about an hour. Um, the food was lovely. We had, um, my husband had breakfast. He ordered the breakfast menu and really enjoyed that. Um, Danielle and I had hamburgers and we enjoyed the hamburger. They mm-hmm. were not dry. Sometimes you get a mm-hmm. dry hamburger. Yes. Yeah, yes. it was not dry. It was nice and juicy, but they had mm-hmm. this um, dessert, which was a combination of red velvet cake and red velvet cheesecake. Ooh. So, and it was really, I was a little hesitant because I like red velvet cake and that would seem to be a little bit too many combinations for my taste, yeah. but actually, it was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot going on. It was a little busy, you know, give me a good red velvet cake and I'm happy, but it was actually very good. So if you are in Augusta, Georgia, um, please go downtown though. They have some really, they have a beautiful mural of, um, of him. And then it is the opera singer. It's not Leo, Leo, Leo T. price. Oh goodness. I can't think of her name, but there's another opera singer, black opera singer. That's, um, home, her home is in Augusta as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm. so we had the chance to kind of walk around downtown. Um, their downtown is really—it's called Broad Street. It's not Main Street. Mm-hmm. So, and I was telling Danielle why would they call it Broad Street, and of course she's fifteen and she doesn't want to think no further than her nose. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's Broad Street because it was the broadest street in the right. city. Right. Uh-huh. It looks like a beautiful area. It it um it looks like it's like many downtowns it seems to be um moving up and having more businesses coming in but there's still a lot of empty spots but it, mm-hmm. we had a nice time you know we had a really nice time walking downtown augusta mm-hmm. but definitely check out the brunch house they serve lunch and they serve dinner they're quite popular right now and they mm-hmm. close at
1: three okay there we go and Then they close at
2: three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay all right so we're rounding it out with Our quotes, and I have two today. One, this one is for you, Jabisa, because you were talking about it earlier. No matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helped you. That was Althea Gibson. That's right. That's what you said. That's Althea Gibson. So no matter what accomplishments you make, somebody helped you. That's the one. And the second one is, you've got to learn to leave the table when love is no longer being served. That's Nina Simone, and that spoke to me. I don't think it has anything to do with anything that we talked about, but I just liked it. That's for yeah. young girl. If there's
2: a young lady, you don't have to be young. Yes. That's for a woman. Read that yes. one
1: again, Tracy. Yes, you got to learn to leave the table when love is no longer being served. And hey, girls, we got to realize that, that you are not being served. Walk away from that, man. Walk away, walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this was so much fun. And with that, we bid you adieu until next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.